you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. Together, would you open to two places? Luke 6 in the New Testament. Luke 6, one of our favorites. In fact, we will uh, presently, uh, in short order, be hanging that scripture on our wall, one of our major scriptures here at The Rock, because here we build solid lives, don't we? We build solid lives, and that Luke 6 passage is dear to us. And also, go ahead and open to Malachi 3, not an unfamiliar passage after all these weeks. <laughs> Malachi 3, that's just a, a few chapter, uh, a few books back, rather. And so if you, if you can find Luke, then just flip back a little ways and you'll find Malachi. Amen. This series is called Covenant Provision. So if you're taking notes, Covenant Provision, Covenant Provision, it's actually a sub-series of uh, covenant benefits. But we're focusing in on provision, and in large part, we think financially, don't we, when we're talking about being provided for? Yeah. You can provide some of my financial need. Thank you very much. Amen. And so we're in that sub-series. And this message is called, How Supernatural Provision Comes. How it comes. Someone say supernatural. Yes, we want supernatural provision. Gone are the days when I'm satisfied with natural provision. <laughs> Amen? Amen. So just as we're... We're looking at all these things. We have to remember certain things that we are in covenant with God who has promised us certain things through the very Bible that you're holding. Amen? He's promised and he's written it down. And holy men of God wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. He inspired the, the whole text. And now we have this Bible. Thank God. Because now we have a confidence. And we're not just making stuff up. Oh, you know what would be really nice? Mm, no hell. Well, we don't have that option because in the Bible, it talks about hell, you know, so heaven is real, hell is real, God's real, the devil's real, you know, like we have, we have to deal with this reality, right? And so now we can't just make up anything that would sound nice. Oh, it would be nice. Maybe hell stops after a while, you know, oh, they get a little bit of torment, you know, because they, they, did, they did wrong and they didn't accept Jesus and the whole thing, but then it stops, you know, because well, we don't have that option either, you know, be, the Bible is clear. And so we say, well, we just say what the Bible says, Amen uncompromised teaching of the word around here because it's not going to do you any good to believe a lie or to be misinformed. We need to know the truth, and the truth will make you free, right? All right. So now we remember all these covenant advantages that we are in the Lord. We are in covenant, and he is the strong one. If there's a strong one, it's him, and if there's a weak one, it's me, right? <laughs> That's right. It's us. That's right. So we're, we are in the Lord. So what happens when you're in the Lord, when we're in covenant relationship with him, is now these benefits are not some sort of extra add-on thing. You know, like when you go to Chipotle or whatever. It's like, you want, you want guacamole? Well, it's extra. Do you, you sure you want it? Or that you want cheese with that? It's going to be 35 cents. 35 cents for a little slice of cheese? Maybe I'm cheap, you know, but... I mean, definitely I'm cheap, but <laughs> I don't want to pay 35 cents extra for a slice of cheese, you know? Anyway, hashtag dollar menu. <laughs> McDonald's give it to you for, <laughs> for free. Um, all right, anyway, so look, don't think about these benefits as being somehow extra. 
or add-ons. This is, this is the package. This is the deal. This is how God set it up. These belong to you. These benefits belong to you. Say, they belong to me. So everything that I'm telling you today is already yours. It's like that, come on, I need a car. All right, here's the keys, right? And I, and I put it in your driveway even, all right? So now here's the keys. And now you're in the living room, you know, it's like, man, I just, if I had a car. Man, no, you have a car. Remember, I gave you the guy, it's in your driveway. I, I drove it to you. I got a ride home. We drove two there and left one, that, you know what I'm saying? The Lord is saying, I gave it to you. You have the keys in your possession. Go get in the car. Drive it. Enjoy it. Amen? These, these already belong to you. Amen. So you have access to these riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We, now we have to grab them. We've got to grab hold of them. And remember I said God is unlimited. I don't know when I said that. Sometime today. But God is unlimited. And even though we in ourselves are, are limited, God is unlimited. And since we're in him, now we are unlimited as well. My daughter asked me, if you could have a superpower, what would you want? And I'm thinking, well, am I a Christian or am I not a Christian? Because I have, like all, I have access to all these things, right? Like I don't have to be subject to sickness and disease and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And I don't have to be subject to, you know, all. So I'm like, well, I'm a Christian. So I, well, what do I say? And I, I even thought, like, instant teleportation. That would be amazing. Get wherever you want to go immediately, right? No travel time anymore. Then I thought, well, Philip, right? He was here, and then he was not here. And he was running super. He was like the flash before that. Remember, he was catching up to this chariot. Philip was on mission. I love it. So like, well, I don't know. But now we are unlimited, do you see? So now I get all heady, you know, even when my kid asks me some silly question, you know, about, Whoa, what superpower would you want? Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I have all these things in Jesus. What can I say? So now I am unlimited. Say, I am unlimited now. All right, remember, covenant is a, a two-way street. It's a relationship, isn't it? Who wants to be in a one-sided relationship? Anybody? Oh, no takers today, I see. Okay, good, good, good. You're on the right track. Because God is saying, I'm not just trying to get something from you. He's like, anything that you give to me is not for me. It's for you. It's unlocking something that you need unlocked. And I love that part of this because there's that, that old, um, uh, the old cartoon, the, the man's getting baptized, you know. Everything that the preacher says, anything, everything that goes under the water belongs to the Lord, you know. And so now you see him in the next frame. His wallet's up in the air. <laughs> you know, he's, he's under the water, but his, his wallet's up. You know, saying, no, 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 no. See, the, we, we are squirrely, and we need, to, we need to give him full access to everything. Do you want your finances blessed? Man, get your wallet wet, you know? Let, <laughs> let that be washed. Amen. So don't think of these things as somehow extra or that we found some kind of new thing or made it up or whatever. No, this is, I'm going to show you in the Bible, this is all true. It has always been true. But we, we I will say, myself included, I can still struggle with some of this kind of thing. So, some of the scarcity mentality that I, that I have had in my form, former years, right? But the Lord is saying, that's not how I ever intended for you to live. So will you allow yourself to be blessed? And that's, so that's the question for all of us today. Will we allow ourselves to be blessed? 
by being in this covenant relationship with God Almighty. Amen. So now one caution to this is that while we as Christians, we have access to all of this, we don't treat God like he's some kind of common thing or we can just do whatever we want. Remember, disrespect and disregard and you know, dishonor him with our giving and things like that. Giving of anything, you know, finances or, or praise or thanksgiving or anything. We don't dishonor him in any of that. We honor. We bring honor. We bring these acceptable offerings to the Lord. And so if, if there is somebody in here under the sound of my voice today that you know I have got a sin problem that is calling the shots in my life. It's raining in my life. I've, I'm intentionally not dealing with this thing. That is not a blessable position for you to be in. Do you hear me? And so it's a caution to say, you can get it right, right now, right now. And to say, Lord, I, I recognize this as sin. I call what you call sin. And I repent. I'm turning the other way. And I'm walking away from that sin, and I'm walking toward you. Amen. And now you become from that unblessable position, now you're immediately in the blessable position. Isn't God good? Have you ever heard it this way? God is so good, it's immediate. You don't have to, you don't have, to have like a six-month trial period. Well, let's see how good you do on this repentance thing, and then we'll, we'll see about, about inching you back in to some of the blessing. No, 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 no. God doesn't do any of that. If you're sincere and earnest in your heart, Lord, I want to live for you. I want you to be the Lord, the owner, the master, the, the controller of my life, right? You are my king. Okay, well then, you can reign. So, just know that right now, you can even from your seat, just, Lord, I'm sorry. I know I screwed up. I want to give it to you. <laughs> help me. And he will. He will help you. And uh, now we can, we can jump into the word, can we? Let's look into Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. So good. This is at the end of the Old Testament. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3. Verses 6 through 11. Oh, starting in a different place today. See, keeping it fresh for the people. All right. Malachi 3, 6. God says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed. Okay, just stop right there. Just pause. If God were prone to changing, then we would be consumed. So that message a few weeks ago about escaping destruction, forget it. If God changed and we couldn't rely on him to be faithful, then we would be consumed because we deserve it. In our, in our human nature, our sinful capacity, oh, we know we deserve it. But he says, I don't change, and that's why you're not consumed. Praise God for that already. Man, we're one verse in, and we're already praising the Lord. Therefore you're not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. These ordinary principles, these ordinary ways that should be, we should be walking in, you've gone away from even the ordinary things, the commonplace things. Like everybody knows this. The Lord was very particular in setting up the structure very clear about it, communicated very well. Thank you very much. And so we have gone away from that. This is what he's telling his people. All right. You've not kept them. But he says, return to me, and I will return to you. Easy as that. Remember, there's no waiting period. You don't have to, like, get back into my good graces, you know, inch by inch. No, no, no. It's just, 
oh, thank God you're back. And we're the prodigal father, <laughs> right? He runs to his son. He catches a glimpse. I, I, I think that's him. I'm just going to run, right? And he goes and he runs and he, and he gets him and he holds him tight and he kisses his neck, you know, and he puts a robe on him. It's immediate. Somebody say amen to that. It's good news. It's good news. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Look at this cavalier attitude already. In what way? He's, he's being good to you. He's being nice. Don't you think that? Return to me and I'll return to you. And, and then you start mouthing off, right? Do you see God's people? Squirrely, I tell you. But you said, in what way shall we return? Verse 8, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. Okay, will a man rob God? Yes. Yes, a man by himself will rob God. A man in covenant with God will not. In covenant, understanding we're in relationship. We're in relationship. So when you're in a relationship with somebody, you're not just taking, 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 taking. No, it's a two-way street, right? We're together in this. Don't rob me. This part is mine. Remember that thing with the donkey? If you get your firstborn donkey, if you won't redeem it with a lamb, then you've got to break its neck, but don't steal my donkey, the Lord says. Do you remember that from last week? Don't steal my donkey. It's, it's serious. So certain things belong to him. We're not going to rob. Like, I wouldn't just go steal. I don't know. What, what would I want from you, Jenny? Well, something. Couldn't steal something from you. I should figure that out. What, what would I want? Let's see. What. <laughs> There's a cheesecake. No, just kidding. All right. Um, how's it go? What would really hurt? <laughs> no, no, but when we're in a relationship, we don't go steal from people, right? Okay. Not in a caring relationship anyway. So remember that all these offerings, they're already God's before we bring them to him, before we give them, right? While they're in our possession, before we got them, it's all already his. Amen. Amen. It's all already his. So, but, but we have a responsibility to bring that first 10% back to him because it belongs to him. Hallelujah. Okay, so in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. In tithes and offerings. So you thought the 10% was rough, right? Oh, 10% of all of our increase, all of our income. Oh, okay. That's a lot. And now God's saying, well, you, are you going to rob me with offerings above that? You're going to withhold offerings from me as well? Because, you know, you'll, you'll bring the tithes into the storehouse, your 10%. And then you'll be stirred to give something else. But you're like, ah, I really don't want to give it. I ought to give that 10% after all. So haven't we thought these thoughts? Yes. But you bring that. You bring that anyway. You just give that because, Lord, I love you. I see what you're doing in my life. I, could be no, I was nowhere with, without you. But now I have you. And I, I'm unlimited now. So it, we're not even in a position where we're worried about, how are those funds going to make it back into my account? Or how am I going to pay this? Or how am I going to do that? No, no the Lord will provide Amen. The Lord will provide. He is our provider. He is our source. Amen. We should rejoice about this passage. You know, a lot of people look at this with dread. Oh, the tithing one. Malachi, right? They may not know anything else. They've been in church for a little while. They know Malachi, right? It's like, ah, oh, Malachi. I talk about giving. <laughs> All right. And so, but we should rejoice in this passage because we are a covenant people. We are in relationship with God, right relationship with God, being able to receive all of his good things, all of his good plans, all of his good thoughts. We're, we're rightly aligned with him. 
That's what we want. You want your children to be rightly aligned with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. You want, go clean your room. Okay. No, go clean your room my way. <laughs> you know? God's saying, go clean your room my way, and you'll be blessed. Right? Now, now I can fill it with toys. You see what he's saying? That's, I feel like that's the heart of the Lord right now. So, and remember, God doesn't just supply just enough to get you by. He always supplies more than enough. More than enough. Now, our stewardship is a, is a factor in this. We have to be good stewards as well. But he'll teach us that as well. Amen? Sometime in 2019, I would really like to get a Financial Peace University class going here. So we're looking at that. We're looking at trying to schedule that. But it helped us get out of debt. It's very practical. Uh, we, we put those biblical principles to work practically, and here we are, debt-free. Amen. Amen. God always supplies more than enough. Remember, he knows all the birds in the world. That's a lot of birds. Even the California condors. Oh, where's Dave when you need him? Anyway, that was for Dave. You missed it, Dave. All right. He knows all the birds. That's a lot of birds. He certainly knows you. He certainly knows where, how much of, of, of how much more value are you than these birds. That's the Bible, right? So if you're far more valuable than birds and he knows all of the birds and takes care of them, he's certainly going to take good care of you. Somebody say amen. So this thing, who wants to increase in here in your personal finance? Who wants your household increased? Yes? couple no's. <laughs> I'm messing with you. All right. Everybody really wants our households to increase. Amen. Amen. And, and God wants that too. Now, do you think God wants his household increased? Yes, you do. Well, you are correct. Yeah. We need to have a heart not only for our own household, but for the house of God. Amen. So when God says, you know, bring all the ties into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, this is what he's talking about. We need to have a heart for the house of God as well, don't we? This place where we get to come and, and in this anointed atmosphere of worship and of teaching and a, of sound doctrine and all of it and love, we need to have a heart for God's house as well. He has a heart for your house. We should have a heart for his house. That would be, that would be a good note to take right there. You can tweet that. Anyone tweet in here? <laughs> Nobody tweets in here. You put that on Facebook. Yeah. All right. So, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, verse 10. So we're bringing all the tithes in the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And the Lord says, try me. What does try me mean? Test me. Try me. Yeah, try me. <laughs> try me. The Lord says, you think I'm not going to do what I say? I've always only done what I've said I'm going to do. So, you put me to the test on this. This 10%, the 10, right? 10, a number for testing. 10 commandments, 10 plagues, right? The 10th of your increase. Well, try me. See if I won't open the floodgates of heaven, right? The Lord is so confident in his ability to get to you your blessing. Amen? It doesn't look like he's shying away from this at all. Not from how I read it. Try me. It's like, that's, yeah. Not fighting words, but you know what I'm saying? It's aggressive. Try me. Because we have a hard time believing sometimes. But by the word of God, we will not have a hard time believing after this. When, do, when does God want us to try him? In this. Try me now in this, the Lord says. Don't wait. Don't wait till next week. 
don't wait till tomorrow on the app to get, you know, like, try me right now, right now, right now. 10% of what you got, try me right now. Yeah? What'd you make last week? 10% of that. Try me now. I love how God is speaking here. Because you know what it's saying? A lot of people will take that as like, oh, well, slow down, Lord. Just give me a minute to process this. No, he's saying, look, I want to bless you right now. Ah, give me the money. Give me the money so I can bless you. Right? It's only 10%. And I have the windows of heaven that are going to be opened over you and pour out such blessing that you won't be able to receive it. Now, obviously, you were able to receive this 10%, right? So if now he's going to give you something that you can't contain or receive, you think it's higher or lower than 10%? Higher. Amen. This is the heart of the Lord. He's excited. I want to bless you. He's like, I can't do it until you, until you tithe. I can't do it until you tithe. I can't do it until you tithe. He's like, I got my hand on the windows. Huh? 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 Right? And now we, try me now in this. He, it unlocks him to bless you to the, to the level, to the degree that he wants to bless you. Amen. Amen. That's what he's saying. Try me now in this. Don't wait. I don't want to wait another second to bless you. Amen? I, just this word picture, this picture is coming into my mind right now. Just picture this. So somebody comes home from a long deployment, and maybe a scary one, right? They may not, may not make it home, right? And they meet him at the airport, and here they are, and they come off the plane, and they're running. And there's a stop, and you have to stop. No, 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 no. Don't hug him. Don't hug him. Don't hug him. Just slow down, slow down. Take it in for a second. Just hang on. What do you want to do? You want to embrace, ah, just, you know, scoop the whole family up, and now you're together again and just enjoying this connection, right? That's what the Lord is saying. Try me now in this. Don't wait. Don't wait. Why would we, why would we stop short? Don't stop. Don't stop believing. All right. Hold on to this feeling. All right. So try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you. Amen. John, you're going to get it. You're going to get it, but good. For me. Yeah, see, see, look, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out what? For you. Is that right? Are we reading the same words? For you, such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer, hallelujah, what? For you, for your sakes, right? So that he will not destroy the fruit, what? Of your ground. Not of God's ground, of your ground. See, he's not trying to do this so he can be increased. He wants to increase you. Do you see it? Am I telling you the truth? Yeah. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit, what? For you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. This is a good passage. For you, for you, for you, for you. It's like the Lord can't help himself. I love that about God. He's just over the top, isn't he? It's embarrassing. You got you you spoil us, right? <laughs> Amen. All right. And so well, there was something I wanted to look at here. Oh, you know, what? let's let's first read an, an email. I'm going to read an email to you that I got two days ago. Are you ready for this testimony? Came in by email uh, from a different continent. Oh, thank God for email. 
I had to wait for this testimony a little bit. All right. I just flew back yesterday to Thailand from a small job in China. I got to tell you a most amazing story. I left our local airport Friday, November 16th to Bangkok, then on to Beijing. Once arriving to Beijing, I had to pick up my luggage and go through security again, which is normal, but going through x-ray, I had to do it a second time. I took my wallet, phone, and belt off and put it inside my backpack and boots in a separate tray. Cowboy, be- cowboy boots have a metal support inside that they did not like. <laughs> second time I went through, no problem. I picked up everything and went to the transfer desk to pick up my other ticket to the destination Yangzhou, China. Thinking I will most likely have to pay for the extra weight of my luggage, I put my hand in my pocket to get my wallet. Oh, yeah, it's in my backpack. He then handed me my ticket, so no need to get out my wallet. Cool. No extra charge. On to my next flight to Yangzhou. Upon checking in the hotel, I opened my backpack. No wallet. Oh, yeah, see, I gotcha. Now you're hooked. All right, let's read the rest. My boss was checking in at the same time, so he put my room on his card. So that was all good. But for the next two days, it was a time of reflection and talking to the Lord why this happened. And the angels that have charge over me to guard me in all of my ways, and now he's quoting scripture to me in this email, what happened? Is it a mere test? Lord, will I be steadfast in my ways that you are my God and in you I will trust? Now he's asking himself, right? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy, right? The first thing, pray. Lord, help me get my wallet back. Second thing, cancel the credit cards. Then the Lord said, do you believe I can do this? Don't you love it when the Lord speaks to you? Do you believe I can do this? Because what do you pray for? The first, the first thing he's praying for, help me get my wallet back. That's what he prayed for. All right. Yes, Lord, I believe. So I didn't cancel the cards. Fair enough. I said, you can get my wallet back. You can even make it reappear. You are God and nothing is impossible for you, I said. I'm quoting verbatim. The struggle, my ATM card and two business cards with very high limits. This is the struggle in his heart, right? Google is not allowed in China, so Internet access is very limited. The second day, I called my wife. She called the bank on her phone, uh, so I canceled the cards via phone relay on her other phone, via phone relay, and then I hid from God. <laughs> now, now I, I had to go back and read this a couple times because I was like, man, where are you? But remember, the Lord didn't say, do it or don't do it. He said, I'm going to cancel the cards. But he prayed that the Lord would help him find his wallet. You see? All right, so it's important to remember this. The job was finished. I came home yesterday, put my phone next to the bed to charge, and went to the kitchen and was talking with my wife about the trip. Forty-five minutes later, I told her, I need to send the office a safe arrival message. Going to the bedroom to pick up my phone, there's my wallet. What, what did he say? Lord, I believe that you can even make it reappear. Amen. There's my wallet. That was not there 45 minutes ago. His wife also said that was not there before. She was using the iPad on that same table. Now she's getting goosebumps, and we're thanking God for his goodness. Even when we fall short and lose trust in him, he's still faithful according to his promise. We serve a great God. Now that was his testimony. Amen. We're excited about that for my friend Bill, right? Hallelujah. And the thing is, you could see him wavering a little bit, but the Lord didn't tell him to or not to cancel his credit cards. He said, do you believe that I can get this back for you? He said, yes, I do believe. But like that guy in the scripture, I believe, help my unbelief, Right? It's okay to be there too, but just confess it. Help my unbelief. You know what? There's a, there's a way that I know that, that I can, someone can get in there and, 
and I can get in there myself and deceive myself, you know, or, or get a little nervous or uncomfortable about this. But it was good. It all, the Lord worked on his behalf. You see, what was he saying out of his mouth? Yes, Lord, I believe you. I said it. And you I will trust. It was, oh, I love that. So we want to talk today about how does supernatural provision come. This is a testimony that hints at that. Most of the body of Christ does not know how supernatural provision comes. That's why you don't see a ton of Christians living above and not below. It's kind of like we're just in the same boat as everybody else. Isn't that right? Uh, we're all kind of struggling with debt, and we're all kind of struggling with pay, and we're all kind of struggling with you know, these mortgages, and this and that, you know, like all of this. And we don't have this overflow and this abundance and, and this amazing, incredible generosity, you know, where these stories you hear about, about people giving away cars and giving away houses and giving away planes and the whole thing. We hear these, but, but it's, not, it's the exception. It's not the rule. It should be the rule for us, church. The rock, this is why you're here today, so that you become many, many exceptions that begin becoming the rule. Amen? If it's going to be accepted, well, we need to be the exceptions then, right? Because God intends this for all of his family, the entire body of Christ. We just have to believe him. So a lot of people, you know, you'll, you'll hear about, uh, I was praying to the Lord, and we needed this much money for this bill, right? $75 for an electric bill, all right? You know, in some of our cases, $200 for an electric bill, right? And then you go to the mailbox, and oh my gosh, there's a check there, and I can't believe it, and we got this rebate, or we got this, you know, we won this thing, or whatever, right? And praise the Lord, and he came through, right? Now, some people will fool themselves into thinking that the mailbox is the provider, and so now you'll go to the mailbox. And, and just wait there, as if the mailbox is your source. The mailbox is not your source. God is your source. Amen. Someone say, it's not my mailbox. Hallelujah. He may choose to use your mailbox on occasion. Praise God. But I, I've always said, I don't care how it happens. Surprise me, Lord. I'm, I'm ready to receive however you want to bring it. There, there are times in, in my life I've found this to have been the case looking back so far. I'm trying to be careful about how I say this because I don't want to remove myself from future blessing in the other way. But I've known that a lot of people will give things to us. So we don't have to have the money to go buy it. It's like cut out the middleman. They just give me the thing that I want. Praise God. Maybe he knows me. He knows I don't like shopping. So just give me the thing. <laughs> I love it. God is good though. But he, see, he can do any number of things. The, the, the whole world is his. Amen. So if he wants to get you a blessing, he's going to get you a blessing. And you don't have to check the mailbox for it. So there is this process to receiving supernatural provision. Look at verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such what? Dollars? What if you're in Europe? Euros? What if you're in Mexico? Oh, pesos. He'll pour out so many pesos. Right? No, 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 no. Pounds? No, 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 none of that. I will pour out for you. So oh, come on. The Bible was written, you know. Is it not shekels? Right? The Jewish people. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. Such blessing. 
We don't have to look for a certain denomination. Pour out for you such nickels. No, 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 no. Blessing, right? The, the thought just occurred to me that you have like a truck full of nickels. Well, great. <sighs> Let's get to wrapping, you know. <laughs> Anyone get those little papers? <laughs> One, two, three, you know, anyway. So, no, the Lord is going to bless you. He's going to pour out such blessing on you that you won't have room enough to contain it. Amen. Someone say blessing. Blessing. The, now, the word for the, the original word for blessing, say baraka. Now, you can just say baraka. How's that? Yeah? Baraka. We will rock you. Yeah. So, watch. I think that's what they're up there singing. I don't know. It's Jesus and Father God and the Holy Spirit. They want to bless you, and you know, you'll be a blessing, right? Okay. I will barak you, and you will be a baraka. Okay? That's, that's, this, is what, this is what it's saying. So God set up a system that will help us grow into understanding how we should be handling finances like the kings and queens that we're supposed to be operating in his kingdom, right? In front of everybody else. Not like paupers and slaves and people who don't have any control over everything. No, no, no. He's teaching us like in the wilderness. He was bringing his people to the promised land. He said, I got to teach you some things on the way. If they would have just learned them, they would have all been able to go into the promised land and not die out there with a wasted life. He said, I'm going to let you waste your life out here in futility, and you're all going to die before I can take your children in to the promised land. Remember that? So let's not be those people. If he's delivering us from oppression, financial or otherwise, right, then let's follow him and learn what we have to learn. You know, apply the principles, do the whole thing, and be blessed. And not wait and not live a futile life and just waste. Not waste our lives. So, God is, remember, unlimited. So he didn't say, I'm only going to do it this way. I'm only going to send checks to the mailbox. He didn't, right, he didn't say any of that. So I don't care how he does it. But let's, let's look about this Baraka, this spoken blessing. I will, right? I will Barak you. And you shall be a Baraka. All right. Let's just let's look at Genesis 1. In Genesis 1, we remember that God created stuff, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, so at, that, at this moment, the earth was without form and void and darkness. Okay, so there's all these things happening. There's a lot of, like, nothing going on right now. But he's created something, but it's, it's all kind of in disarray and it's dark. And so what, what did he say? Let, let there be light. He saw a light, saw that it was good, so there was light. And light has been ever since. Hallelujah. May it be that the blessing starts and it becomes ours forevermore and never ceases. So I'm thinking about this. So he saw the darkness and what did he do? He didn't flip a switch. What did he do? He spoke. That's right. And sometimes we don't allow God to speak in order to get our blessing we're looking, we're look, again, we're looking at the mailbox. We're looking some other way. So you think about your finances. They may be without form, no budget, no plan, right? Void, and there's not enough to cover the expenses, right? Darkness, it's, just, it's a dark time, right? And you know that, that a lot of marriages end because of money problems. 
money fights. And you know God is super big on marriage, right? And so he doesn't want us to have money problems. Amen. Someone say amen. Amen. So if we can solve this money thing, man, our marriage is going to be a lot easier to handle. So let's solve the money thing, can we? So God, without money, remind you, without money, he just said, you know what? You know what we're really good right now? Light. Light B. Boom, there was light. And then all that, let the dry land appear and let there be a firmament and the water separate from the waters. He, what was he doing? Speaking all these things and all these things were happening without money. Say, without money. Do you like light? Amen. Without money. Amen. You know what? That's a word for someone right now. Someone with an SCE bill. Light without money. Amen. <laughs> Lord, do it. So he did all this just by his word. Wow. That's all it took for God. One word from God can change your life forever if you'll let it. One word from God if you'll let it. We were thinking about selling our house and how we're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And Lord, what are you going to provide and everything at a rock conference? And I leaned over and they were preaching something. And I was like, Jen, that's for us. That's for us. And I believed it. And I continued believing it. And then the Lord did provide. Big. She came around. And, and the Lord provided. Praise God. So by just speaking, he made all this happen. You know, the Bible says you can't serve God in mammon. Basically money, the care, right? This, the stuff of the world. You cannot serve both. You're going to love one and hate the other, right? And, and mammon, money, it's a rudimentary system. It's like caveman tools, right? You know what? I want to build a skyscraper. I got this rock, and if I just, you know, nail, use it as a hammer, that's, what, that's kind of how we operate as humans. Oh, money. If I only had the money, right? Then I could do this and that. But God's not saying, it, he's saying it doesn't take money. It takes you listening to me because I'm going to tell you more. I'm going to show you a more excellent way. Amen. So let's find a more excellent way. When God opens his mouth and says he will bless you, you need to get ready to be blessed. Today God is opening his mouth and saying, I will bless you, so get ready to be blessed. Let's look, now look at Luke 6. Luke 6, 47. Can we turn there? In Luke, I'm going the wrong way. Luke 6, 47. Whoever comes to me... This is Jesus speaking. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. All right. Oh, we should read 48, right? Oh, we did. Okay. For it was founded on the rock. Whoever comes to me and what? hears my sayings, who hears what I'm speaking. Whoever comes to me and listens, who hears, remember that word for hear is to listen with intent. Like, I'm listening for instruction because I'm going to follow the instruction. All right? Whoever does that will be able to be blessed. Have a solid life. The man that gave this testimony, my friend Bill, I asked him, have you been listening to the Rocks podcast? You know, we've been talking about this covenant provision lately. I said, have you been listening to the Rocks? Like pastors Jerry or Caleb or me? He said, yeah, I've been listening. So well, there you go. He put it up. He heard the word of the Lord. 
He believed it, put it into practice, and the Lord came through for him. It's not rocket science. It's exactly how the Lord said it would be. Whoever comes to me, hears my sayings, and does them, I'll show him who he's like. It's a solid life, basically. And that's what we do around here is we build solid lives. So you're like, why am I here today? Why do I ever come to church? Well, this is one of the main reasons you come to hear the uncompromised teaching of the word so you can be released into freedom in your finances. That's what we're about right now. This is this mode that we're in these, these past weeks. So let me ask you this. Who was the wisest man who ever lived according to the Bible? Solomon became king, right? King Solomon. All right. Who was the richest man that ever lived? Solomon also. Yes. So why don't we hear what the richest, wisest man in all of the world, all of history, has to say, can we? In 2 Chronicles 1, verses 5 through 12, 2 Chronicles chapter 1. Now the bronze altar that Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made, he put before the tabernacle of the Lord. Solomon and the assembly sought him, God, there. And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of meeting, and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. How many? How many? How, how long does it take for one offering to burn? I don't know. But it takes a thousand times that long to do this. That is an investment in thankfulness and, and honoring to the Lord, isn't it? A thousand. A thousand burnt offerings on it. So it, here's the thing. If you need to cinch the belt on something, cinch it on something else. Not God. Not your provider. Not the one who releases all of the, the financial provision. All of the blessing. All of the covering. All of it. Don't cinch on that. Don't get cheap on him. In that, you know? Like, we can get cheap. We can stop going out to eat, maybe. Right? We can, we can maybe not pay for the gardener. You know? And we mow the lawn ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Let's do something. Something else. Maybe everything else. But don't, you know, a lot of people say, pay your mortgage first. Pay, remember, we're talking about this, pay your mortgage first. That's your foundation. That's not my foundation. My foundation is the Lord. And I have a more sure foundation than my mortgage. I've seen the housing market collapse. Haven't we all? Yeah. But we, don't, we don't trust in that. We trust in the Lord. Okay. Remember, God's not your bill. He's not a bill on your list. He's before the list, right? You make your list of bills, God's before that. It already belongs to him. You have, you have an obligation to return that, that tithe to him. Amen. So, if he's our exceedingly great reward, we need to honor him that way. Verse 7, it says, On that night, on what night? The night that Solomon offered these thousand offerings to the Lord. Right On that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Look at this. Look at that exclamation point. Ask! God is excited Ask, what shall I give you? God is like desperate for an opportunity to turn around and bless Solomon for this. You see it? Ask. Shoot the moon. Go crazy. He, what, and there's no parameters. Do you see it? He's like, ask up to half the kingdom. You know, we've read that a lot. Up to half the kingdom. No, no, no. Just ask. I don't know why no one asks for half the kingdom. If someone said ask for up to half the kingdom, it's like half the kingdom. That's good for me. I don't know what I thought I wanted a minute ago. Half the kingdom. (laughs) 
we have a scarcity mentality, don't we? Anyway, all right. And whatever you do, don't ask for the head of somebody else. That's not cool. All right. And Solomon said to God, You have shown great mercy to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord, o Lord, now, o Lord God, let your promise to David, my father, be established, for you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now, give me wisdom. You see what he asks for? Wisdom. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I might go out and come in before this people for who can judge this great people of yours. He says, I need wisdom to be able to do what you've called me to do. Give me, give me wisdom. Ah, I love this. How did he know to ask for wisdom? It's in the Bible. Who was his dad? King David, right? Okay, so in Proverbs 23, 12, here's what, here's what we can believe David was saying because Solomon's writing this and this is about the words of his father. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Sound like wisdom to you? Look at verse 23 in that same proverb. A little more explicit. It says, buy the truth. Like if you can buy it, buy it. And do not sell it. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. See, David valued wisdom, didn't he? A man after God's own heart. Knows what he's talking about. And he's telling his son, ah, if you you get the chance, wisdom. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. So God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart, and you have not asked riches or wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked for long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. And I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. That's why we can say he was the wisest man and the richest man who has ever or will ever live, right? Now look at this. I jumped out of me fresh this time. Verse 12. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. Why? Because he asked for it, right? So I'm granting your request. Do you see it? Now look what happens. And I will give you riches and wealth and honor. Do you see this? Do you see the Lord, how he always overdoes it i'll grant your request and i'll give you so much more amen i'm trying to convince you here the lord is trying to convince us through the word and through all of eternity that he is good and he has this stuff for us let's go after it. let's get it don't let's not be stay stuck in the same place that we've always been no we need to we need to live above only and not beneath does that work for you that this imagery above only and not beneath? i use it a lot does that work for you I want to be above. I don't want to be beneath. Amen. Like a wagon. I'd rather be on top of the, you know, on the wagon than under the wagon, right? However you need to hear it. Just, I want to be above only. Only. Yeah, all right. So, it looks like dad was right. Wish my kids were in here to hear that. Dad's always right. All right. Who wrote most of the book of Proverbs? Solomon. Wisest man ever. So in Proverbs 3, verse 13, it says, Happy is the man who finds, can you guess it? Wisdom. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds, wisdom's proceeds, what proceeds from wisdom, right? 
comes after, are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. Wisdom come, comes equipped with two hands. Wisdom comes equipped with two hands. But go after wisdom. When you go after wisdom, you get wisdom, and she brings your hands along. Amen? Amen. See, the Bible never instructs us to seek God's hands. We're supposed to seek his face. Seek him, not his stuff. And the Lord was just touching my heart this morning in encounter service with that. I said, oh, Lord, I, don't let me be guilty of that. Help me. If I ever, if I ever dip into that zone where I'm, I'm seeking your stuff and not you, help me. Even, I, you know, even in intercessory ways. Lord, dole this out this way and give that to that person and this and that. And I'm not with him. You see? He wants us to be with It's a relationship, isn't it? Matthew 6, I love this passage. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. All these things. Say all these things. All the things that we care about, that we want, that we're looking after, you know, trying to get. All these things will be added. Psalm 103, verse 7 says, He made his ways known to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. See, the children of Israel got to see his acts. They, they saw what he did. They saw what was in his hands. But Moses got to know his ways, got to know his heart, got to know who he was. You see that? That's where we want to be. Because when you know that, you get all the rest. It's, it's, it's so not important. Because we get the real prize, the real treasure. We get God himself. Right? We have the Holy Spirit inside us. We have this, this connectedness with Jesus, this thanksgiving. I mean, that's... That's the prize. But we're trained to go after the money, right? Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Right? Let me hear you, Jerry. Show me the money. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That we are trained like that. But again, it's this rudimentary system. We can't be stuck there. We come to God with our eyes on his left hand. That's not even his strong hand. And we're like, hey, what you got in your hand? He's like, I'll tell you what I have for you. Listen, listen to this. I want you to do this. He's, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to all that, but, but, but show me what's in your hand. Give me that. All right, here's what you got to do. All you got to start with it. No, 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 listen. We'll, I'll hear all that, but, but show me what, open your hand up. And let me see what you, that's how we come to God so often, right? Yeah, but just uh, your hand though. And God's saying, no, 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 I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to bless you. And we've seen light happens not because he opened his hand. He opened his mouth. He spoke it. This is what I'm trying to tell you today. So this is the process. Seek God. Seek God. For what? Even your financial provision. Do you see it? Supernatural provision. Don't seek what's in his hand. Seek him. Invest yourself in a relationship with him. A lot of times people will come to church, you know, or come into the Christian faith even and say, I never heard it this way before. It's like you have like a real relationship, a real connected. It's like I never heard anyone speak about God that way. It's more like rules or, you know, things you have to do or perform this way. No, it's like we're just, he loves me. I love him. What can I say? And then all these things happen. <laughs> you know, he's just good to it. All right. So seek him, this covenant partnership with God. You listen to him and you will have whatever you need. Someone say amen. If you listen to him, you will have whatever you need. Power will come power to go earn it 
power to restrain yourself from going and striving after it. Whatever power you need will come. And he'll, he'll provide the blessing, everything you need. And not only that, but we'll be walking together, God says. We'll be walking together. Solomon said, give me wisdom so I can judge these people well. You've given me an assignment. I need wisdom to do it. So the thing that God put him, the task that God assigned him, he said, give me wisdom so I could do that task. That is a life that can be blessed. Amen? Amen. So we are wrapping up here. Let's just stand together. Let's commit this to the Lord. There is much more to this message, and I am going to provide it online. And we'll send you an email. Deal? Hopefully everyone filled out that card. Yeah, see if you didn't fill out the card. Now you're feeling convicted. No. I want to make the rest of this message available online because I don't want you to miss it. There's a lot more. There's some exciting examples, you know, from the Scripture, things that you can really hold on to, but I don't have time to give them to you right now. So for the sake of your lunch and your time, I want to to bring it to you online. Is that cool? Can we agree to that? I could keep you 45 more. No? We can do? Okay, it's an online thing. All right, praise the Lord. As the music plays and the lights are turned down, I want to give you some some privacy, some cover before the Lord, because we want, we want to commit this time to the Lord. Can we do it? If you're feeling like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not in a relationship with God. We're not connected. Maybe I'm checking this thing out for the first time. Maybe I've heard it all before, or I think I've heard it all before, but something has tugged my heart today, and I want, I want to be given access, granted access to all of this, You can have it today as our prayer team comes to the front. They are willing to receive you, ready to pray with you. The the Bible guarantees that where two or more are gathered, that he's in the midst of you. He's in the midst of us. So God's going to show up himself and be ready to hear your requests, even to join the family of God today. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? We all remember when we came into the family of God. Now, if that's you, and you, I want to remember that time when I came. Today can be your day. And so I invite you, if you want to join the family of God, you can come. If you have a specific need right now that maybe debt is crippling, maybe debt is keeping you up at night, maybe you are looking for the faith to believe all these good things that I've been saying, the things that God is trying to, to give to you, Link your faith with these. They've got high faith up here. They've seen it done over and over and over and over again in their own lives. Amen? Prayer teams, am I telling the truth? This is, this is you know, stranger to blessing, to supernatural provision. The Lord comes through. The Lord is faithful to his word. So especially in the area of finances where we've been building the faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Given you the word of God. Your faith is built in this moment. Don't let this moment pass you by. Let it be a time where you commit this to the Lord. So let's all bow our heads together. And, and those of you who want prayer, begin moving up to the front. Lord, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. This is the only name by which we must be saved. And God, you assigned it. You assigned Jesus the role And he accomplished it. He said, it is finished. The salvation, the saving work that I've come to earth to do is finished. 
And now we have the opportunity to reach up and receive it by faith. And so for anyone entering your family today, I am so delighted and my delight cannot compare with the rejoicing and the parting that is done in heaven by you and the angels when one lost person becomes found in the truth of Jesus and commits their life to you. So we're providing that opportunity and we are asking, Lord, that anybody who is in financial need, Lord, and I know how often I was there, had been there, and for all intents and purposes, looked like I could just stay there. But Lord, you spoke a new thing to me from your word. You spoke life into this dead financial situation, and you turned our finances, our household, our future, our legacy around. My children will not make the mistakes financially that I've made because we know now how to speak to them about your covenant provision your faithfulness to your word. And Lord, as people are praying and gathering, I ask that you do all that's in your heart to do for them. We don't miss these opportunities. We just set the time aside every week because you're worth it. And you say, I'm setting the time aside for you because you're worth it. Church, would you believe that today, that you are worth it to God? And ask. Seek. Knock. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock on the door of heaven and it will be opened to you. It will be opened to you. Anybody listening by podcast, this is your time as well. Just if you're in the car, wherever you're listening, just say, Lord. In fact, why don't we all say this? Lord, I am yours. You are mine. You own everything. And I need some. Being needy, I know where to look. I look to you. You, God, are my provider. You are my strength. You are my shield. You are my exceedingly great reward. You have everything I need. In fact, you are everything I need. Supply to me Today, according to your riches and glory, by Christ Jesus, in whose name we pray, amen. Amen. Can we clap our hands in agreement and receive from the Lord right now? This is nothing to be embarrassed about. I'm telling you, that's why I share so much of my story. It's like, I was there drowning in crippling debt, and the Lord rescued me and received me out of that. Amen. Is that good news? He doesn't like me any better than he likes you, church. He likes you just as much. In fact, you know the truth. He loves you. Amen? It can be yours. Would you get after it today? Hallelujah.